Welcome to Work Life and RV, a podcast about living and working full-time from a tiny home that goes down the road. I'm Chris. And I'm Hadia. And since 2015, we've lived full-time in an RV, mostly in the Pacific Northwest, except when we're not in the Pacific Northwest. And in today's episode, episode one, we're talking about going solar in our very first episode. I'm excited. It's like a big deal for us. But we thought since we are new, maybe we should start with a little bit about us. Yeah, we'll keep it brief. Uh, since we've been living together, this entire time we've been living together, we've been in an RV. Mm-hmm. What started out as a uh, a trailer that we bought for a road trip yeah. about nine months into dating turned into an actual viable living option. And then we upgraded shortly thereafter to what we're in now, a 37-foot Class A motor home we call Lady Jupes. Lady Jupiter is her full name, but we call her Lady Jupes. Yeah. Uh, we've got three kids. That we have part-time, they're Chris's kids, my incredible stepchildren, a dog that's with us full-time, and we both run our own businesses that are based out of the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, and because of that, over the years, we've tackled and solved a lot of problems related to remote connectivity, working from the road remote, just running our business, and of course, RV troubleshooting, which seems to always happen when we go on a trip. Yeah, there's always something that seems to break. Yeah, so we thought finally let's just do it. Let's just make a podcast about it because that's that's what my day my my day job is making podcasts. Why aren't we making a podcast about this? And you know what? My day job is all about having opinions. Oh wait, no, that's what I do in my off hours. <laughs> We're really just hoping to shed some light on what it's like to run a business uh, and have a family that keeps you partially stationary. But also travel a lot. Yeah, we're not trying to like sell hashtag van life and make it romantic. I think I think Big RV tries to sell the uh, the lifestyle out there. Every spring it comes, that urge to roam, and spring is waiting for you right now at your Winnebago dealer's seventy-three. <laughs> They're coming to sell the big style, uh, which it's it's not really like that. RVs break down. We have black tanks. There's there's mm-hmm. real world problems, and there's real world things that are great about it. I mean, we choose to do this now. We we could actively choose not to live in an RV at this point. And here we are investing massively in a solar system in this thing. And that's after four years of being in this RV, we decided to do that. So we're either crazy, but. I think we're all in. We're that we're all in. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's a little bit of both. <laughs> so Lady Jupes, especially with her new solar system, is really nice. But she's not $2 million nice. So I wanted to tell you what you would get for a $2 million RV that Porsche designed. Are you basically creating a project list for us right now? <laughs> no kidding. Although some of this is just, it's crazy. So this is a Newell coach. I think I'm saying that right. I don't know. Newell. Yeah. Yes. Let's say yes. You can tell it's outside my price bracket because I've never had to say the name <laughs> out loud. <laughs> That's how you know. Uh, they have a longstanding partnership with Porsche Design. They've collaborated on previous motorhome designs. That's how I've, that's where I've read about them before. So they have this RV that of course has your standard dinette and kitchen and bedroom Check out what you get for 60,000 pounds. That's how heavy that thing is. 60,000 pounds and 600 square feet of room. Does it come with a little, you know, like... Um, little car that slides uh, out? I'm trying to think of the, um, a, a hot, Cayenne. A hot tub? <laughs> no, I'm talking about like a little Porsche in the back. Is it like a toy hauler with its own Porsche Jeez, that'd convertible? Be amazing. Anyway. For 2 million, you'd think. 605 horsepower. That's, that's pretty good. Uh with a, a beautiful interior, of course, but get ready for this. This is like the luxury stuff that's just at ridiculous price points. The driver's seat has massage, heating, and cooling, so you can get a massage while you're going down the road. That seems dangerous. I know, right? That's what I thought. 
I'd totally get sleepy. The oh, pa- if Tesla was in on this, it might not be so bad. The passenger seat, same functionality, also reclines. Yeah, think about that. How nice would that be when we're going through the passes? You'd just be out. You mean Levi? Uh, yeah, him yeah. too. Our dog would just be sitting on that. I was just trying to give you a hard time in our first episode for always sleeping through the passes. Not just <laughs> the passes. <laughs> Anytime you're boring, I sleep. Uh, wow. Okay, how about this? Yeah, you're right. We do go up the pass. It's pretty slow. The radar det- it has a radar detector built in. And they're also, by oh. the way, including an MP3 system. Yeah. An MP3 system? I know, I know. Four air conditioners on this thing. Of course, it has a washer and dryer. has a pretty good kitchen. Is it a combo unit? No, it's a... Separate. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. I know, I know. It's pretty nice. So what do you say? Maybe we just do like a Kickstarter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure with our huge RV pod we have now. Yeah, yeah. It could just be a business write-off. The vast majority of our customers are self-made entrepreneurs. Oftentimes they've just sold their business or they've handed their business off to their kids. They've been motor coaching for a number of years and have graduated to a point where they want a new one. So let's talk about this decision to go solar. Yeah. This, this was a hard one, wasn't it? It wasn't exactly that it was a hard one. It was that it was, we've thought about it so many times and it took sort of the lining up of the stars before we could actually do it. So mm. let's start by talking about the three reasons why why we want to have solar. Yeah, okay. So the first one is is just that we want to be able to boondock longer. And I thought maybe you could talk a little bit about our previous setup and why with the the lithium sure. ion batteries that you know that so that. initially i guess to go even back a step further when we purchased the rv it came with lead acid batteries just two big old like car batteries and they might have been golf batteries. no i think they were car batteries and they they'd last us about 12 hours maybe and then as life went on they'd last us about four hours and so one trip while we were in Texas, we were getting some work done on the RV, and these guys started talking to us about these new lithium-ion batteries they'd gotten in from a shop nearby. I think that was when our slide was broken. They were mm-hmm. fixing the slide. Yeah, before it broke again on that same trip. Before it broke again. Yeah. yeah for a completely different reason. Mm-hmm. But after the awning was broken? No, the awning broke. Anyway. No, that was a different trip. Mm. <laughs> oh. um, so they put these these two big old batteries in. And uh, they were both 100 amp hours each. It was a pretty significant upgrade. It meant we could get 24 hours almost, depending on how we how we loaded it, of boondocking. However, the charging system that came with the RV was not well equipped to charge lithium-ion batteries. See, the old standard lead acid, they could take only a certain charge rate. They could only take so much power at once. Mm-hmm. Lithium-ion batteries can take a lot more power. They can really soak that power up. And our situation was is our charger, even with the generator going, was 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 unable to put enough power in yeah. versus our draw. And so we were drawing more than we could charge. And so this led us down the path of solar, perhaps. Maybe we could do some, some uh, panels we set up outside the RV. Not awesome because sometimes for work we're in parking lots. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes we're stealth camping. Sometimes we're at a rest stop. Ver- <laughs> oh, every trip. Yeah. We're, we're rest stop lizards. Is that... Is that bad? I don't. I don't know. That, that sounds like that's a bad thing, actually. Uh, how about chameleons? Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. We blend in. Well, actually, I feel like RVs are sometimes an invisibility cloak. People walk around outside an RV, like at a Walmart. Yeah. They don't know that we're naked inside. They don't know you're in there pooping. They got no idea. You know, (laughs) they're just walking past an RV and I'm like, bro, I'm in here doing my biz. Can't you like walk five feet further away? (laughs) You're holding in your medical farts just because you don't want to alarm anybody. (laughs) Would you stop it with the medical farts? That's Kate McKinnon's fault, not mine. Okay, now listen. Anyways, back on track. Did you, did did what you said encompass that what AM Solar found out about our... Um, no, that's a separate thing we could probably okay. talk about later. Because we had thought about this, our ability mm-hmm. to boondock, wanting that to change before we even realized that there was another issue happening. Oh, for 100%. Yeah. And we had thought about five different ways to solve this yes. problems. And, and it's evolved over the years as research has basically taken place and we've kind of rethought about what we needed from an RV. And so we eventually ended up with the, okay, if we're going to go solar... Let's do it the right way because this is also our home. And so we wanted it done really well. And this was an area where I I saw I was possibly going to do this myself, maybe with some help from friends. Like our buddy Jeff, I think, would help us out for sure. Yeah, in an instant. But because it's where we work, because it's where our family lives, Mm -hmm. and because it goes down the road and I want it to be reliable – uh, I just wanted it done at better right than the I first could. Time. Yeah, better than I could. Just mm-hmm. simply better than I could. And so that's when I begun researching who was potentially the most qualified installer in our area, and then confirmed it by doing research and um, calling around. and And it really came down to AM Solar. Yeah. Out of out of Springfield, Oregon, uh, which isn't too far of a drive for us. So I was like, ah, gosh, that's possible. But to be honest with you, I hemmed and hawed about it for three months. The first time I emailed them, the, the line went dead. You know, we didn't chat for a little bit. And I thought, right. ah, it's my sign. I should probably stop. I'll just go with the really small scale drop-in it replacement. Wouldn't, it wouldn't have been enough. No. Uh, so the first thing is that, that we want to be able to boondock longer. Mm-hmm. And we wanted a setup that worked, that we could charge the batteries properly. And our version of boondocking often in, requires working, which means charging laptops, having guests over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The second thing we wanted was to have access to all of our outlets. Not just four of them. Yeah. That was a big deal to not have to worry about which outlet. Because, frankly, I can never remember. I have. That was my total newbie moment buying a Class A RV. It just, you know, I didn't even consider it. They don't talk about the limitations of the inverter system. They don't say, oh, by the way, when you don't have this thing plugged into the shore, only four of your outlets in your entire RV are going to work. Oh, by the way, if you're making lunch while you're driving down the road and you want to make toast for your husband, you have to do it in the bedroom. Because that's where one of the plugs is. Or you start the generator for five minutes. Yes. It's horrible. Um, but, and you know what, though? I guess after four years, we started to just kind of get used to it. Yeah. No. And the other issue was, is we only had a total of, of 1800 Watts. Yeah. That was the bigger issue. That was a big issue. So first is we wanted boondog longer. Second is we wanted all outlets. Third was we just wanted to be able to monitor our system better. Yeah. Um, And then I was really hoping to get rid of that high pitched whine that I hear electrically. Yeah. Maybe the audience, somebody out there could let us know at worklifeonrv.com slash contact. I thought our little wall warts, you know, the plugs, the little inverter converter plugs, mm-hmm. they they squeal. And yes. I thought it was because they're on modified sine wave power yeah. from our old system. But now this 
is a pure sine wave in these. It's still there. It's, it's not as bad, though. No, I wonder if it's just, um, you know, when you're charging something and it's full. I, I wonder I if know. it's just they're damaged. Maybe. I'm a little disappointed. So we didn't get that, but... So those are our top three reasons. But here's the actual reason that we bit the bullet, and mm. that is, ding, ding, ding. You're not going to blame my CPAP, are you? No. Oh. Okay. No, but that is, I wasn't going to go there, but yeah, let's go there. It was like actually kind of the thing that brought it up all over again. The reason we actually did it is because nothing else was broken at the moment. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Except that something broke on the way down. We'll tell you about that when we get into our trip down. Yeah. Do you want to get into that? Talk about what it's like to drive down? Yeah. I mean, that is a, you know, for us, I think the the trips we take are going to be a part of the show. Um, And um, you wrote up a really nice blog post that covered a lot of it in detail, but I think we could cover a couple of the highlights. I think the first thing we need to say is when we travel, we travel hard because we have kids and because we have work. And often we're trying to fit in travel in between seeing the kids or in between, for me, work shifts or you podcasts that you're recording. Um, we have to move fast. So we left Sunday after you were done recording uh, Linux Action News. And we and after Dylan, who's our oldest, our 10 year old, and I cleaned out the RV, got rid of everything in the fridge and hit the road. We drove a couple of hours and stopped somewhere thinking we were stopping uh, conservatively, which, by the way, this is a trick you have to learn. Don't drive all the way through the night because by the time you're, if you're thinking, oh, I could drive for an, another couple hours, and you do, and you stop at a rest stop, there may not be a spot for you. Let's talk about numbers here. So when you're saying we drive hard and we're talking about stop for the night, we're talking, if you're looking at even past 7 p.m., this starts to become a problem. Yeah. The rest stops are filled with trucks and they're, they rack it. They, they will even park along the on-ramp and the off-ramp. They just rack and stack those things because they have mandatory shifts they have yeah. to take. And I think our drive down, when we stopped around 530, mm-hmm. it was really hard for me to stop because at first I wasn't even tired. I was like, I got this in me and traffic's finally starting to clear up. Let's go. We're out of sea. We're past Seattle. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So it was really hard. For me to stop then, but that was in the back of my mind that I was thinking by the next time we get to a rest stop, it could be totally racked and stacked. And then the other thing that I want to start trying in 2020 is not driving and pushing quite as hard. Yeah. And stopping when I still have energy to interact with my family. Because <laughs> Dylan was on the trip with us and it was like yeah. a chance to spend time with him. He had all these ideas that we'd be playing all these games. I'm like, dude. Glad to have you aboard. Take the dog to go pee and snuggle down. Because what ended up happening was we stopped mm-hmm. only to realize that our furnace had busted. Busted. Yeah. We're not entirely, you know, we got, we came back. Now we're working again. We even haven't, haven't yeah. had a chance to diagnose it yet. It's, it's on our short list because it is February. It's pretty cold. <laughs> it's so <important. laughs> we just buried Dylan under a bunch of blankets and the dog and yeah. we just called it good. Yeah. I mean, we got it done. It worked. It was the morning that was a little rough, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, that's it, a lot of times when you drive hard and fast, something breaks. It's almost always how it goes. And we're looking at, so it's 336 miles from our, uh, the place where we're normally our home base yeah. to Springfield, Oregon, where AM solar is located. And we had a nine thirty AM sort of check-in time with them. And we got there like at nine ten. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm pretty proud of that because, um, you know, when you're leaving, 
from th- over 300 miles away and you're arriving, you're trying to schedule to arrive somewhere the next morning at a certain time. Yeah. We nailed it. We did. And I think we went through Portland. That was with going through Portland that morning. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, we got there just in time really to actually kind of get there as they were opening too, which was kind of a neat experience. So we kind of got to see the company starting for the day and um, really kind of felt like we had made the right choice to stop that night to mm-hmm. get a little extra sleep. And then just, I think, what did we set off? Do you remember what time we set off that morning? 5 a.m. Yeah. Okay. Both, both the boy and the dog were looking at us with Look, like, oh, they thought crazy. we were insane. We tried to time what time we end up going through the like choke point of a big city. Yeah. So that way we're hopefully not at peak traffic. And when you're going through in the morning, that's a little tricky. So that was one of the reasons we got such an early start. It all worked out. And we yeah. pulled in and I think our first impressions were pretty profound. Yeah. Yeah. It's an employee owned company. Yeah. And we didn't know that. Yeah. And did you know that? No, but I could tell something was a little different. Something was like good. Yeah. Solid. Do you know what moment it was for me? No. I, I mean, besides the fact that they were totally cool with Levi coming in, the yeah. dog, and they had their own dog there. Blue bonnet. And they had a rest, they had a like a rest weight area. Yeah, yeah, with a couch. They had all of the cool equipment hooked up and powered. So I had already gone through like a lot of the menus to get a feel of what our equipment was going to, mm-hmm. that was really neat. So I waited. But the thing that really, I was like, this is a little different was when they introduced the whole team to us. This is the crew. They're going to introduce themselves. Dylan and Chris. This is Dylan. Hi, Dia. Hi, Chris. Hi, Jim. Hi, I'm Dylan, too. Hi, Dylan. my wife, Dia. This is Dylan. Dia? Our dog Levi's in there. Steve. Steve, yeah. So we've got Steve. Yes. Dylan. Dylan. James. There'll be a quiz. No, I'm just kidding. Cody. Cody. I mean, when's the last time you took your rig in for work and they, they... they introduce you to the team, and then they say, okay, this guy will be doing this, this guy mm-hmm. will be doing this. And then the Dylan, who you'll hear more from in a moment, uh, I'm the project manager, yep. and you'll be hearing from me every day. More often than you'd like to, he said. And he, and he legitimately, like, when, when something came up, he made contact with mm-hmm. us. He gave, he gave us updated invoices um, and made special accommodations for us to go down there and take a look at it while it was in progress yep. and worked with us on – getting information for the blog. What really impressed me, and I don't think I quite put my finger on it until I came back and was writing the blog, um, is that it felt like how you'd want a surgeon to approach you. Like, this is totally commonplace for them. Doing this work is really commonplace for them, but they don't treat you like you're commonplace. For us, this is a big flipping deal. It's a lot of money. Which we'll get into in a moment. It's, It's a big choice to make. And we're not entirely sure how it's going to meet our needs. Are we exceeding them? Are we just going to barely meet them? This is totally new for us. So there's a little bit of anxiety. Well, also to add to that, it's us leaving our home. Oh, yes. And we don't ever do that. No. Not only leaving our home, but leaving your eyes. Because Chris has got this incredible setup where he can check in on so much of the RV remotely. And we had to turn all of that off. Had to turn it all off because they were cutting power and they were turning power on and off. And I didn't want to wreck anything. So I think for me, what really impressed me was that they very clearly treated us like this is very important to you and we've got you. Yeah. This is commonplace and easy for us and very important to you. And they, I had a sense the entire time that they had a complete grasp on the process and where it was at. And they would tell us, I'll know what an ETA will be at this time. And they'd Mm -hmm. have it. And that was really great. 
So then it was a matter of waiting while we found a place to crash and then getting back down there again. We drove all the way back home because (laughs) I had two days of work and Chris had (laughs) shows to do shows to do. Yeah. So and Dylan had to get home for school. Yeah. So he just happened to have that Monday off. So we get drove back. Mm -hmm. Oh, geez. That was a hard, but not impossible drive for us that, you know, doing, doing a 10 hour drive is about a a, a mild day for us. Yeah. (laughs) Now, if we were a retired couple, I think what we would have done is stayed down there, but that's expensive for one. And also we have other things that we need to be doing. Like we just, we can't just leave our life behind. And although some of our work can be done remotely, Chris can't set up a podcast studio in a hotel. And believe me, he's tried. Yeah. Although apparently I can do it in an RV. So, um, and this is something I want to mention because if you're thinking about doing a project like this, you got to think about this aspect of it. It meant we had to empty out our fridge. It meant that we had to take everything out that we needed to live for a week, stuff it all into a car and then drive somewhere and then pack it all back into a car again, mm-hmm. drive down, stay in a hotel one night on the way back down to Oregon and then arrive at AM Solar hoping that And it did, but hoping that everything was done on time, that they weren't going to say, oh, sorry, we need to keep it until Monday. Yeah. (laughs) It just would have been devastating. Yeah. Um, So I just want to make sure that people appreciate there is a real element of that. If you're a full-timer and you're taking a project on like this now, you're putting solar on something you only vacation in. That's that's not so bad. And that's been our experience anytime we've dropped off our RV. Mm -hmm. A lot lot of shops, they expect to have rigs for weeks or a month because people don't need them day in, day out like we do. Yeah, but it did end up getting finished right on time. Um, And so then they had the task of explaining to us how to operate this thing. Oh, my gosh. Because our old factory system was just like a really simple light on, light off. (laughs) You know, four dots or one dot. You know what your batteries are. And that was it. If you plug something into an outlet, it doesn't work. Well, well, that's not on the inverter. (laughs) That's it. You're done. Uh, So this new system, because it has solar, because... It supports different aspects of um, mixing power sources and whatnot. There was some explaining that had to be done. So we arrive on a Friday and Dylan, the project manager, not our son, uh, the project manager sets us up on on a process of learning this that worked really well. Okay, I like to start with the color control and the battery monitor. Okay. Which is on the inside and you're going to spend most of your time using that yeah stuff that makes sense the bay itself that you saw earlier when you're going to go into storage or maybe a few odd bit other things like if you just want to turn solar off for whatever reason but most of the time you're going to be inside on your monitors yeah so we go inside to the rv and they installed the monitor in a nice spot and you know the other thing is you know we we thought about this and we thought well we probably shouldn't put it somewhere where the kids are going to get to it but we didn't tell him that no but, that, that but was he, their thought yeah they, they just listened that. to us yeah and they're like let's put it up high where no 6 year old can reach it and it worked out from a labor standpoint too so that was nice and so he starts going through what Victron calls the color control which is an adorable name cuz it's just you know, kind of legacy, like it's got color. So it's the color control, you know, it's <laughs> okay. I think what it is, is wife mode it's, because it's like a flow chart that wife can understand. It, it's exactly, that's exactly what it is. It is a gooey flow chart of your power system. And he kind of goes through a little bit of it. It's called a color control made by Victron Energy. Oh yeah. Awesome little piece of equipment. So this thing is like a, like a hub for every device that's in this RV 
related to our work. Okay. So wherever you're at, you can hit any button, and it'll always bring up this screen. They call this the pages screen, but there's six little distinguishable boxes here. So I, I just like to start at the top, and I'm going to run across everything. And that's what he did. He just went through the whole thing, yep. and it was pretty understandable for even a fairly sophisticated system. Of course, they put a lot of effort into that flowchart design. It, it does work pretty well. In there, of course, is also all the settings you can get into. But I think the moment that impressed me the most was when Dylan showed how easy it was to run the air conditioners off of the battery <laughs> bank. Proud of that. I, I was, I was like, I was like star shocked by it. If I turned on, I'll turn on an air conditioner. Boom. Oh yeah, there it goes. Six hundred and sixty-six watts. Then oh, down to three hundred and fifty. Yep, just starts up. So the cool thing about this is it's it's going to distinguish between your AC loads and your DC loads. So oh, you yeah. guys are pretty. You guys have lived in this thing, so yeah. you're pretty savvy, I'm sure. Yeah. But for people who listen to this, if DC power is usually generally like lights, um, it's the brains on most electronics in these things. It's not the outlets. Uh, most of the outlets in these that you're used to, like seeing in a house, like a 15 amp outlet, that's it's called an AC outlet. That's going to be your AC loads, and that'll be at the top right here. Is that is that saying we're drawing 92 amps right now from the batteries? Is that what that's saying? Yep, 93.8 amps. So if you <laughs> did this consistently for an hour, mm -hmm. you would use 95 or so of those available amp hours out of your 600 100 mm -hmm. amp hour bank. So earlier, we were running both of your air conditioners, which we were able to do with this soft start. Yeah, the soft start was something that we failed to talk about ahead of time. And this was my bad, too, because I should have written it down because it crossed my mind. These soft starts that you put, or easy start, whatever you want to mm -hmm. call them, you put them on the air conditioners and they, they just make them ramp up a little slower mm -hmm. so that way they don't blast the inverter. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. And they thought of it. So they put that on there and the load assist, both of which we had talked about, knew that we wanted, but forgot to mention it. Yeah. And Dylan went out of his way to call us and say, hey, when, when you're looking at this quote, I've added two things. I want you to know what they are. And he explained it all to me, even though I'm like, <coughs> Dylan, there's no way I'm going to remember this. He's, and then he told me that in the quote, there were notes for everything. Like yeah. they were really good about me not having to remember everything while still being respectful of the fact that I might actually understand what they're saying. And that's mm -hmm. sort of a hard line to hit. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I, I remember thinking, oh, I'm glad they they caught that because I don't intend to run the AC a lot on battery uh, because while we have 600 amp hours, it's, at the, it's not going to mm -hmm. last forever. However, sometimes you get home and this thing's a car, right? It's a vehicle. Mm -hmm. It's very, very, it could be 80 degrees out and it could be 100 in here. Mm -hmm. And so even just being able to run those things for 15 minutes could make a huge difference. So it was really great to see that. Um, but you mentioned something in there that was maybe reason number four we did this. It didn't make your top three reasons we did this. Mm -hmm. But I'd say easily number four, if maybe not my number three, is load assist. Oh, yeah. And this, I think, is a technology Victron maybe acquired. Um so I think now it's called Victron Boost. However, the industry still refers to it as Load Assist. And this is really a big deal for us in terms of mooch docking because it allows you to set the system at a certain point and say only draw X amount from this plug. Maybe it's 15 
amps. Don't mm-hmm. exceed. Even though it's a 50-amp rig, don't exceed 15 amps. From this plug. From this plug. But if they turn on a toaster or a hairdryer and it spikes above what this plug can offer based on the existing draw, immediately supplement that from the battery bank. So the battery bank can load assist. And for us, because when we do go out and travel and we sometimes get someone we plug into just an extension cord, that's a huge feature. Just think of it as a gate. Like, this is how much I'm going to open the gate, you know? If you, the load assist. The load assist will kick in. Like, if I, if I put it on 14.5, I plugged in at a friend's house and I was running both air conditioners, or if I was running a really heavy load that exceeded what this was offering, it would start pulling for my batteries. Um, at that point, the state would say assisting. Mm. And I, I can show you what that looks like once we plug in. I don't think I can overstate what a big deal it was when Dylan's going through all this. Everything's on. All of our smart lights, all of our outlets, everything's powered on. And it, for the first time, felt like we could use our entire home. And I didn't realize or appreciate what a shift that was going to be for me. And there's some cool tech that they installed that makes this possible. It's called the Smart Phase Selector, and it puts the entire coach on the inverter. It's called an SPS. It's a Smart Phase Selector, and it is, you need it to run a full 50 amp coach on the inverter to run everything on the inverter like we've set yours up to do. Okay. So in order to put that whole panel of yours on the output of the inverter, we had to put one of these in okay. so that we can use both legs of power. Otherwise, it would naturally just kind of pick one leg. And we used to have it to where we'd have to be like, hey guys, like, do you want your stove and your microwave on or do you want your bedroom outlets and your air conditioner on? And now we don't have to because one of our engineers made this. It's awesome. So now we're just we just throw it in and put the whole thing on, and it's right good on. to go. Did you hear that? I mean, mm. you notice it then. One of their engineers made it. Mm-hmm. And here's one of the things I really love about working with them. We've worked with a lot of different um, repair shops for mostly for issues that we've had, um, and most of the time, aside from JRs in Cedar Woolley, that is amazing. We've had issues where we ask for something and we don't get what we asked for. Um, so I think you could see it in our faces. We walked into it and we were like, okay, what of what we're asking for, are we not going to get. And aside from that wine that I think there might be something else to it, they have exceeded our expectations. True. Yeah. You're talking about the plugs whining. Yeah. Which might not be their deal at all. Yeah. And I want to make it clear. Did not pay us to say any of this. We paid full price for everything. Oh, yeah, we did. (laughs) Battleborn did not give us these batteries (laughs) for free. We paid full price. Yeah. Yeah. You you know, you might want to mention that, that in your life as a podcaster doing technical stuff, you have been given things and you know the difference between reviewing something that's been given to you versus not. When you're given something, it's a real struggle to be critical because you don't have that mentality of, well, I spent $1,200 on this laptop. It better yeah. do this. Your thought is, man, this laptop's so great. You know, yeah. you just don't even have that concept of the monetary cost that, or for a lot of people, we, especially when you're talking about the amount of money we spent on this thing, you agonize over it. You can talk about it, about how great it is, but I think there's something about our credit card bill is on the line here. You know, it's like, this has to work out that makes you a certain kind of critical of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the, and then he shows us 
the battery bay. Look at that. Oh my God, it's a thing of beauty. And the battery bay, yeah. Okay, so there's a few things to cover in here. Everything's labeled, first of all, so if you ever forget which one's which, okay. just look at the labels. Um, I'll kind of start at the top and I'll work my way down. Okay. Okay. I think we ought to mention that our bays were not set up to handle this amount of weight, so they had to reinforce our bay. And a huge shout out goes to Alvin at AM Solar who made it beautiful. beautiful. Mm -hmm. So everything is cable managed. They gave us extras of basically every type of fuse we'll ever need. Mm -hmm. Even ones that they think we'll never have to yeah. replace. They're just yeah. zip tied on. They're ready for us. And like, he, and like he said in the clip, everything's labeled. We'll post some pictures in the blog just to, just so you can see it. Because it, if you like things that are well cable managed and, and well built, it is a thing of beauty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and I had, based on my research, seen pictures of their work. And that was the final thing that drew me to them is – I really wanted this to be well done, even from a the way it looks kind of standpoint. And that reinforcing of the bay isn't something I would have caught. You know, if I had done this myself, I, I maybe once I put it in there and it started to bend and break, I would have realized it and fixed it before it was a real issue, maybe. And how would we have fixed it? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Cause Jeff I don't... would have been back down in California. <laughs> we would have been screwed. We would have been screwed. Um, it, it was just... It was really great, and uh, they did a fantastic job, and I, I felt like they took real pride in the work, too. Yeah, well, awesome. I can't wait to actually just use it, you know? That's my thing now, is I want to put it to the test, yeah. see what we can and can't do, see what our limits are, figure out what we got to dial back, make yeah. it work, and see how far we can push it. It'll carry you a long way, yeah. so I hope you enjoy. I, I, th <laughs> I think we will. Thank you very much. Yeah. And then we, sh we actually... <laughs> Just awesomely. So uh, boondock there for the night. Yep. On battery. They're like, hey, you want to spend the night? Spend the night. Yeah. We could have been hooked up, but we wanted to just. Were we not hooked up at all? No. All night. We ran off our batteries. I thought you had to go out there and unplug the power. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when he was showing us how the Lotus system works, uh, we were plugged in for a little bit. Oh. Yeah. But then I wanted to. I my, didn't. I didn't appreciate that. My, well, and here was my thinking was. If this thing has a problem, maybe we could find it before we even leave the lot because it only been fully operational for a couple of hours before we spent the night in the thing. And it also just gave us a chance to really see what it could do. We ran because we, we knew we were going to be on the road early in the morning. It's like, let's have at it. So we had two electric heaters going. We mm. had all of our lights on. <laughs> we were watching TV. We have excessive lights, by the way, because we don't use what we call the chore lights. Yeah, the built-in LED because lights. Because they're awful. Yeah. Although, now I can tell, like, our entire system doesn't really draw that much. It's like 60 watts total for all these lights that we have in here. All our specialty lights? Yeah, because they're all LED. Yeah. They're, all, they're all low power. Um, but it's, it's pretty fun now to get that data and watch that. And that's what we did for that night is we just played with the system. We'd turn things on and go to the monitor mm -hmm. panel and see what it would estimate our battery life would be. And I set up all of the mobile apps so I can pull data on the phone and I can check it from bed. I ran out and got on their Wi-Fi in the corner of the building and filed my state taxes. Yep. Do like, a little work. Right at the wire of 5 PM. Let me tell you how gratifying that was. So while you ran out to go do your taxes, I took that opportunity to just get all of the smart systems back online. 
We have three little Raspberry Pi 4 servers in here. I got them all running. I got our Wi-Fi back online. I got the TV players online. And like the whole system came back online. And uh, we were rocking. I, I jumped online. I got on Slack. I did some work. I did some emails. Mm-hmm. And in their parking lot, we were getting 28 megabits down. So... <laughs> And Levi was out running around with, oh, yeah. with their mascot dog, yeah, yeah. Lou. Mm-hmm. And there was like one or two other RVs in the lot. Um, and so we felt like it was kind of almost like a park, really. Mm-hmm. And we left the next morning at 5 a.m. And as we were pulling out and we're having our customary argument of, can you see this side of me? I need your eyes over here. Because also our head unit went out. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. cameras are out, blah, 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 yeah, blah, Yeah, all of our, our head unit, our, all our cameras are Someday out. Someday we'll have just a, a working list of all of our projects, and we'll cross them out live, and you guys can see it. But um, I was trying to get Chris to stop because there was, like, a wire spool that he was about to crunch into, yeah. which... Which anyway, in my mirrors looked like it was looked like you, And I'm like, mm-hmm. you're touching, you're touching. And I'm like, stop, stop. Um, and, of course, we'd forgotten our walkie-talkie. And this guy, Ray from one of the RVs that are parked there. In his pajamas. He works there. Um, <laughs> came out very cordially to ask if we needed help and then went out to the end of the road and unlocked the gate for us so we could go, go and then and closed, closed it, it behind us. Mm-hmm. Like at 5 a.m. 5 a.m. in yeah. his PJs helping us out. So uh, let's get into the details of what we got and what we spent um, because I think people people deserve to know that and it's something that we want to be as transparent as mm-hmm. we can in this show because – like we were kind of, you know, maybe we're a little bitter, but some people have gotten these things for free. And I think the cost is a massive aspect of it. And um, I wouldn't say I'm bitter, but I would say it makes it really hard to just to know if, if it's if, worth it, if it's worth it or if you're going with the right company. Because if you're suddenly yeah. looking at a huge price tag, you're like, are they ripping me off? No, right. they're not ripping you off. It's an expensive thing. Or is everybody just using Battleborns because they're giving them to YouTubers yeah. for free and influencers? Or, or is there something there? In oh, short yes. version is, I think, yes. Yes. Um, so we got um, 1,020 watts of solar. That's six different panels. AM Solar sells kits of all this stuff from everything you need to do this yourself to just the individual components. These panels are made in Oregon, which are kind of cool, too. They're their ZS170 solar panel kit. And we got all of them together. The total cost for that was $2,370 just for the solar panels. How ironic is that that that's the least expensive aspect? It is, really, yeah. Um, of course, then you need things like uh, we got a Victron uh, Sunrunner solar charge controller. That's 1000 bucks, $995. Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of labor to install all that stuff, 19 hours of labor at $130 an hour. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's about what, I mean. Especially for their ex- expertise. Where have we gone where 100, 130 isn't the running rate? And they do have... They do have deep expertise. They have like something like. Oh, yeah. They have the most installation hours under their belt of anybody in the U.S. We're making like we just we're making this like the AM solar hour here. But we just really were very happy. And I think the thing I want to stress with that is when you're dealing with stuff like this, really make sure you go with a place that you trust the labor or yourself. Um, We got a Victron 3000 watt inverter charger. Two thousand eight hundred ninety five dollars for that. (laughs) That's the brains of this thing, though. you got to have something like that. And then we got 600 amp hours of Battleborn batteries for a total of $6,150. So that's just the raw material prices. Now, when you take in the total labor, mm-hmm. all of the individual parts like, like wiring, brackets, the labor to rebuild our bay, yep. 
all of the uh, individual components like that. Load assist. Plus the alternator upgrades, the control panels, mm-hmm. um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's, there's a lot involved. We're just sort of compacting it for the purposes of brevity here. Uh, total, $22,000. Five cents. <laughs> oh, really? Was it that close to Oh, I'm to sorry, even? 50 cents. Oh. It's uh, $22,000. Dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> um, that's a big number. Let's give a moment of silence yeah. to honor yeah. that investment we made. You will be missed. Hello, freedom. If it wasn't our home, we wouldn't have done that. No, there's no way we would have done that on something that was just recreational. Yeah, and so our thoughts on it now is that. Uh, one thing is we're basically in this RV forever. <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, I, I joke, uh, but I'm kind of serious. Like, even if we eventually decided to to move into a bricks and sticks, as, as Big RV calls it. I think Lady Jupe would still be parked right there next, next to the house. And we wanted to get a system that would last a really long time. And we wanted to get something of high quality. And it exceeded our expectations, like using it just a little bit that we did on that drive home. I was, I mean, it's everything I've, I've ever wanted in a, in a system and that I've wanted our RV capable of doing. And knowing that using their app, we can send information, either the app or the, anyway. The Victron system has a support. We could call yeah. up AM Solar and go, hey, this is happening. And they can see our data and mm-hmm. tell us what they think we ought to do. Like yeah, I have to set the back end support is pretty nice. Pretty yeah. nice. And I have reason to believe I can probably pull some of that into our automation system too. I mean, imagine being able to trigger different conditions based on battery state, turning maybe a, a one of our lamps yellow. Yeah, like a yellow alert. Yeah, <laughs> for such <Stay> nerds. turn off the microwave. No. But really, we just have to do more testing. We're gonna go on some dedicated trips to learn how to use this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I have what I affectionately call rest stop mode, which is party mode. Like everything on, turn on the electric heaters, yep. run the fireplace. Uh, with the slides in. Well, I know. But you know what my point is? Yeah, it's yeah. like we're we're just going to get up in the morning and recharge these yeah. batteries. And I don't want to bring them down. But we so when we did that, we got it down to 40%. And that was <laughs> <laughs> that was a, with the heaters going all night long. Yeah, and we had one going all night long. We didn't know it was going. Yeah, that's that's how much battery. That's something we'll have to learn. Is now that everything's on, we have to remember that everything's on. That everything's on. Because in the past, it was just those four plugs, and like we didn't even need to worry about the no. heaters. So that will be an adjustment. At the same time, being able to plug our phones into the same place and our watches where we always charge yeah. them, it's like we're at home. Not having to reinvent how we function in our home mm-hmm. for like this these like six days while we're driving mm-hmm. to Texas. It's just, just now are the slides in or not? That's really the only difference. I think the other thing that we're just beginning to really grasp, and it'll probably take us having a day off together um, without kids, which, you know, happens maybe once or twice a month, um, is when we really recognize all the places within driving distance mm-hmm. an hour or two from here, which there's dozen gorgeous places we could boondock I that w- I we haven't go, even thought of. I want to go on our day loop. We have a little yes. day loop that we like to go on sometimes. And maybe just check in on that campground that's in that area because mm-hmm. that's totally off grid. That would be phenomenal. Yeah. 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 
yeah, so that's something we're going to do. And then, of course, we'll make some podcasts about it. Because <laughs> really, there's a whole new chapter to learn. There's so much about solar. Like something that I know we have to figure out is how do we properly care for those panels? What about branches? Like what about when we go to a thousand trails that has branches? What about bird poop when we have a ladder that doesn't function? And we're next to a barn that has birds. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, like what do we, how often do I need to go up there and clean those yeah. things? Um, and how susceptible are they to damage from branches? These are all things that I have to learn mm-hmm. that will be new to me and you that we'll share with the audience as we, as we figure it out. Uh, as we say our goodbyes in the future, we'd love to have some of your feedback. So work life and R V dot com slash contact. We made that way too awkward. Yeah. Um, hey, I want to throw in something real quick. Oh, here. go ahead. Okay. I think we should do a segment where we talk about if we could solve any problem for the RVing community. If we could change the world. If we could change the that, world yeah, for we the RV community, what would we do? And yeah. I picked one. Oh, yeah? I wish... I would I would give this to you. I would bequeath this gift to you if okay. I had the power. And that is the way, a way to look ahead to see if a rest stop is full. Mm. Before you get there or like in the future. I know it's not a possible. Google Maps should work on that or something. So you could just check it. Yeah, like they had a, a live feed of like like Waze does like, "Oh, what time should you leave if you want to get to this rest stop and have a spot?" Yeah. Okay, that'd be good. Okay, so if I could change the world for full-timers. Um Oh, God, I got 100 of these. We could do this probably every week, to tell you the truth. Or every time we... I don't know if we're going to do it weekly. Every time we do an episode. Yeah, yeah. I could do this. But I would start with... I know the one I thought of on our trip down to Oregon was, oh, crap, we're going to get to Oregon, and I forgot X. And I thought, you know how great it would be is if we could have, like, an Amazon beacon that you turn on. Mm-hmm. And then Amazon just ships a prime package to wherever that beacon location is. Because I know they have lockers and there's other ways to get the packages, but mm-hmm. every now and then, like, how great would it be if you could have a package delivered at a rest stop or at a Walmart? <laughs> like, that's awesome. I would totally I love that. I think Walmart would discourage that. Yeah. Plus, can you imagine how people would freak out the Amazon tracking device that follows you where you're going? Yeah, I think we could handle it. I mean, I would just turn it on and off. You know, beacon yeah. time. Yeah, send it to my beacon. I think that would be one of the many small ways the world could change. To make it a little more accommodating to full-timers. Because everybody thinks you're always at a physical address. Yeah. I want to change that. Let's just send you your new debit card. No, let's not. <sighs> Don't even get me started. My, remember my passport situation? Oh, my gosh. It's such a nightmare. It's such a nightmare. So that's, that, you know, I know there's a lot of things you could change. But if I could just start getting things. Just let's a- start with two that we have no way of changing. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like. Yeah, that sounds like us. <laughs> that's a great idea for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe to the podcast where, wherever you do that. You know, I don't care. I don't judge. You use you. You do you. you. That's horrible. Uh, what's our goodbye? We need to have a, we should have some sort of sign off. Shouldn't this we? is it. No, no, this is not yeah, it. Yeah, this is it. No, this can't yeah, be it. This, um, it hey, needs to be. hey, this is organic. In it, the future, it'll be better. It's got to be consistent, polished, you know, really pro. Unlike us. Yeah, okay, this is it, isn't it? This is it.